Assalamu alaikum everybody and a very warm welcome to episode 4 of the Sam of Somalia show. Hope you guys are really well, having a great week. This is a show just in which I sit with people that I admire, people whose journeys I've been following for a little while, and also just some friends of mine. In this episode I'm joined by a very close friend of mine called Asha Majid, who happens to be the founder and CEO of NextGen Online Academy. So we're really looking forward to speaking to him a little bit about the troubles that our youth have, and perhaps we'll especially delve into a little bit what our boys especially get involved in. The NextGen Online Academy and how it's changed the lives of so many young individuals, and how it's brought so many peak performers out of the youth. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Asha Majid. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, Salam Sam. Thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. How are you doing today, bro? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. You know, in your introduction, you were saying you, you get people on the podcast that you either admire or they're friends of yours. Yeah. Are those two things mutually exclusive? <laughs> so sometimes they're, sometimes they're completely separate. But... <laughs> in this case, yeah. Good stuff. So um, so I, wanna, I want to kind of go straight into why the Next Gen Online Academy started, actually. Because okay. we, we have loads of discussions these days about sort of personal development improving ourselves it, it seems like it seems like people didn't really talk about that in the same way like 100 years ago or 200 years ago or something Definitely like not. and it seems like there's there's a gap missing somewhere else like there, there came a point where just as normal human beings we didn't we didn't see our youth being confident enough we didn't see mm. our youth being self-aware enough we didn't see our youth kind of being um you, you know having good enough time management and stuff like yeah. that we didn't really see people having those conversations now like do you do you think there's anything kind of particular about our time? Like, could it be technology or parenting or something? Why our kids need so much help in these sort of what we call soft skills? Yeah, I think everything's been magnified now because obviously the advent of technology. So we're seeing these things a lot more. Um, you hear a lot more personal stories of people and what they're going through. Mm. Um, I think in terms of personal development, there's been a massive growth of it across across the board. Mm. Um, so that obviously is filtered down mm. and we're, we're analyzing kids a lot more in that sense mm-hmm. through those lenses because you'll, you'll notice you know things about mindset and all these other things that mm. are massive now that have grown because of this personal development literature growing mm. um no i, I think that kids are under a lot more scrutiny as well yeah that's true that's definitely true like i, I think um but particularly with technology, like it might might not even be the case that it's our kids that's affected, but us. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean, like a, like a generation before us, and therefore like our generation, like millennials, yeah. didn't necessarily get um, may, maybe the things that they needed from their parents. Perhaps I don't I don't know. Like I yeah. I, I have a personal opinion. This a little disclaimer. This is not the opinion of Next Gen Online Definitely Academy. Not, nor, nor, get, nor, get arrested. Nor is it the official official position of Sam of Somalia Limited. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think that a lot of it can actually come from the fact that perhaps we have less present mothers at home a lot of the time now. Absolutely. Like you know, like I think perhaps my my parents' generation was maybe one of the first generations where where mothers really didn't see it as their primary responsibility to to be emotionally present as their main occupation raising their children mm-hmm. and I, I feel like because obviously i used to be a primary school teacher and i saw that our kids like we have kids who don't who, who struggle to line up properly like yeah. i might be teaching a, a class of year eight and they don't line up properly and yet i'm supposed to teach them algebra or the column method or, yeah, or, or whatever yeah. right but like so, so that's kind of something that that i think do you know what i mean like have you ever experienced that like in your work at all um i think on obviously like um Feminism has brought a lot of great... I don't want to annoy any feminists that might be listening. <laughs> Go for it. I annoy them but all the time, by the way. Everything pretty much is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Technology is a double-edged sword, depending on, you know, what the... You know, there will be benefits and there will be downsides to things. And I think with with the advent of, of liberal feminism, mm. um, massive emphasis on 
on women in the work environment, women getting into in, in, into into work uh-huh. and getting into professions that are um, historically dominated by men. Mm. And um, again, the emphasis just being the C word, career. Mm. And obviously, there's there's opportunity cost to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. But particularly in this case, when when what what results is mothers are, you know. Um, the narrative is that they, you know, they should be pursuing a career, mm. and um, they, they, that that should be where their focus is. Obviously, the opportunity cost there is the the loss of attention that the, the kids mm. get in their formative years, mm-hmm. which will undoubtedly manifest themselves in, in in some way, shape, or form as shortcomings in the future. Yeah, I think I think perhaps just just to, sorry to interrupt you, but just I okay. think sometimes actually there's um. There's actually an issue from the dads as well, to be fair. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Like, yeah. some, sometimes with with dads, quite often, like, you get dads that are there, they're mm-hmm. present, like, they come home from work and they're there, but, but as I was kind of saying about emotional presence, and yeah. it seems that there's kind of a cross-effect. It's like, sometimes the behaviour of the mothers affects the boys, and the yeah. behaviour of the fathers affects the girls. Do, do you know what I mean? So, like, so to, to kind of bring the conversation on a little bit, onto kind of how we solve that problem. So, we obviously have a situation where, like, if we look in the news or we just observe our youth or whatever, we, or, or we observe kind of the, the, the behaviour of our youth generally, and especially in the Muslim community, we see that we have, we, we see that we have issues in mm-hmm. like, and what I was kind of saying, like soft skills, like conversation. Yeah. No, and, and well, well, yeah, conversation yeah, skills, definitely. definitely. But confidence, yeah, I wanted to say, um, you know, time management and stuff like that. Like, not, not necessarily academic attainment. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I just like say, we haven't really talked about, well, we might talk about it later, which was the advent of technology. And I was saying it's a double-edged sword. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all these things are going to inevitably impact the youth. Mm. I think we talk about um, the, the generational differences. Mm. Oftentimes, the problem is there's an, um, there's an anachronism mm. um, in the sense that parents um, are using their own upbringings as, as, as a reference point mm-hmm. to um, solving issues that are very modern issues. Mm. And obviously, over a short period of time, there have been massive, massive technological developments mm. right we never had instagram youtube mm-hmm. you know facebook all these things tiktok exactly else. tiktok exactly like, and it's changing so quickly tiktok's mm. prime example um so what inevitably that does is i think it it changes the fabric of, of the youth mm. it, it changes the skill sets that you know that were maybe taken for granted before yeah yeah now they're going to suffer because you know instead of us you know, communicating face to face with people, there's less of a requirement of that. That's true. On a day to day basis, so inevitably the skills that you don't use mm. are going to be the ones that suffer. And then, obviously, with the advent of social media and all these other platforms, computer games, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, a like what I've noticed over, over the last ten, fifteen years is kids' uh, kids' attention spans suffered massively because yeah. you know. We're living in, in the on-demand economy as well. Everything mm. is expected on-demand. Everything's an app away. Everything's a tap mm. away. Everything's on your screen. Yeah. And um, and all these platforms are designing content that, you know, is, is shortening our attention spans. Mm. And um, so, you know, that inevitably, as I said, has an impact on um, the kids, mm-hmm. which inevitably um, impacts, you know, their schoolwork mm-hmm. or, you know, where these skills might be beneficial elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't have them because... To be productive, to be efficient, to be effective. Yeah. You need a decent attention span. That's just what just one example. Hundred percent. Um. So yeah. What 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 year were you born in, by the way? Ninety one. Right. Okay. So I, I was born in ninety three. So so we both kind of grew up with, 
um, like just just in terms of the technology we had access to, yeah. it was all we had to employ a lot of patience with it. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like like uh, like I guess you remember like VHSs yeah, videos yeah. where you'd have to hold rewind <laughs> exactly, and like yeah. uh, and when you did that, like yeah. like I remember. I remember feeling like when you've gone to that effort and stuff, yeah. you would sit through a whole film. But like my, my son, my son's three, and even though relatively, like as a family, we don't really have a lot of screen time. Like he doesn't watch much, like, you know, he doesn't watch much YouTube or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But when he does, like, sometimes he'll watch half an hour and he'll be like, Daddy, change it. I want something else on. Whereas yeah. like that never would have been an option. We would have yeah. we would have patiently sat for the thing we wanted to watch. Exactly. And when we did, we would have sat through the whole thing. Like, yeah. like our generation aren't amazing at it. Yeah. But like, but but it's it's entirely different for our next exactly. generation. We never had it? that many options either. Yeah, true. So, you know, um, you're willing to to like I remember as you said like we had to we had to wait around for these things. <laughs> yeah. Which they don't have to do now. Like lo- a PlayStation loading. Mm. Remember like, the PlayStation One used to take like. <laughs> 15, 20 minutes yeah. load, so you had to wait. Mm. And, uh, you know, things like that actually do develop those yeah. skills. And if, if, you, if you take them away, mm. as I said, these things manifest because they're, they're clo- not, um, they're, um, what's the word, transferable skills. Yeah. Right? Patience is a transferable skill. Yeah, true. It'll help you in, you know, your work. True. It'll also help you in, in, in your, your social interactions, mm-hmm. your relationships. Yeah. You know, when things aren't going your way in life, you, you'd be better equipped to deal with those things mm-hmm. if you had patience. But, if you've never grown up True. needing it, True. It's not when when you do need it. Yeah. It, it's it's not going to be there. That's an important point. Like I, I think, like so when, when you say about those having those kind of transferable skills, like it's hard mm. to see, it's hard to see there being transferable skills on the other side. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are kind of pro this sort of technology. I'm not saying that I'm against it. I, I yeah. use loads of it in my work, obviously as a YouTuber yeah, and course. stuff. But like a lot of time, people kind of argue we're using that. It now. Well, yeah, we're using it now. Yeah, so like a lot of people kind of say, well, okay, yeah, maybe our kids are kind of less social, they're less, and um, they've got you know a shorter attention span. But but they're surely learning other things as well. But I, do, I just at the moment, perhaps at the moment, it's just because it's so new, historically speaking, that we don't see the same, um, the same kind of uh, transferable skills in it. Yeah. But but I, I wanted to kind of so we've kind of we talked a little bit about how that's the situation, perhaps for our youth, and those are some of the challenges that they're facing. So I wanted to talk about. I want to talk a bit more about the Next Gen Online Academy then, so yeah. kind of how it offers those solutions, because it, it seems like regularly you're spending time with kids, right? If you've got someone on your phone, take it, bro. This is yeah, candid. No, no, I'll just put this on silence. The show's always candid, man. T- if it's important, take it. The show's candid, bro. Invariably, it's not important. So. <laughs> That's all right, yeah. Yeah, so I was so. saying, yeah, I was saying, so... Um, yeah, so, like, just give us some kind of broad... In, in broad terms, kind of, what is the Next Gen Online Academy? Okay, so Next Gen Online Academy is... It's a focus on um, allowing the next generation to develop those skills that they need mm-hmm. for the modern world. Mm-hmm. As I said, like there's this um, anachronistic situation where, again, parents are parenting mm-hmm. based on uh, on a bygone age, mm-hmm. and then the schooling system is the same. Yeah, well, the world's changed so much, but the schooling system hasn't changed that much, and um, so they're not taking into consideration these things we just talked about. Mm-hmm. these inadequacies that are developing because of technology and the different skill sets that are necessary now in the world compared to what, what used mm. to be the case. So uh, the, the whole point of the Next Gen Online Academy was to equip the next generation with those skills. Mm-hmm. And essentially, the number one goal is to empower the next generation to be successful. Yeah. Because at the moment, we're, they're all being slighted because um, we're, we're raising them in a way that leaves them inadequate. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we turn around and we, we criticise these kids for mm. not having the skill sets that we didn't develop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, that, that's, you get these, you get, you know, people saying, look at these 
snowflake just the snowflake generation mm. and they're weak but these are kids that we raised yeah and and raised in the world that we created mm-hmm. so you know um so at the very least what we can do is is help them to flourish in mm-hmm. the world and that you know again exclusively the focus seems to be on academia mm. but there's at least you know the next general academy focuses on five five different elements mm-hmm. that are going to allow, allow the kids to flourish and and obviously academia is a mass, massively important mm-hmm. because if you want and that's just the way of the world that's just me being realistic in the sense that you know a lot of people tell you oh, you don't need to go to university you don't need to do this you don't need to do that but we have we have to prepare for the world that we're living in Jay is coming over to say hello um, by the way <laughs> I was on the road yeah, yeah yeah we'll speak to him for a minute we'll come, we'll come back to the podcast in a second what's up Jay well, we're recording a podcast mate I'll leave you too Asalaamu Alaikum you okay where are you going yeah yeah I'm going to head off to Windsor for a bit. Oh, okay, inshallah. Have a good evening. See you in a bit later. Okay, no worries, bro. As-salamu Cool, yeah, so you were saying, so, so the first thing you were talking about, obviously the importance of academia. Yeah. Right? That we shouldn't kind of, you know, we shouldn't kind of... Well, we shouldn't denigrate discre- it too yeah, much. Yeah, because exactly, yeah. What, what I did notice was because I was that way inclined as well because, you know, I was seeing the way, way the world's going. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then what, what I realised was some people were taking it too far and what inadvertently they're doing is discouraging these kids from doing well at school mm. and then leaving them down the road with you know more difficulties with less okay. opportunities and less you know options mm-hmm. so i mean i think academia is important in the sense that a you know you're de- you are still developing mental mental skills mm-hmm. you know if you, if you do apply yourself at school yeah maybe not to a satisfactory standard but more than you would yeah if, if you didn't apply yourself so like you know maths does develop logic and yeah. you know, if you do english right it does develop you know creative skills and you know mm-hmm. All those things can, if you take education seriously, they, they, they will be developed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, these people that were denigrating the importance of education, I realised were, were, were also negatively going to impact these kids at some point. Yeah. Because, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not doing well academically, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But if you can do well academically, you should. Yeah. Because it opens more doors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can choose, you know, whether you go to university or not, but you can choose which university you go to. Mm-hmm. What you don't want is a situation where, you know, you come out of GCSEs, you come out of A-levels, and the options are, like that are on the table are very, very narrow. Mm. So, I mean, academia... So, I, I think academia or academic achievement is important, and especially important in terms of social mobility. Do you think in the Muslim community, obviously... What, what, what's your background, by the way, ethnic background? Pakistani. Okay, Pakistani, right? Yeah. So, of course. Like, do you Second thi- generation. Do, do you think... Like definitely, like obviously you can speak firsthand for the Pakistani community specifically, but yeah. in, 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 but in the in, I'll give you permission. I'm, I'm the sole representative <laughs> of my community, though, yeah. But, but watch what I say. But do you think in the in the Muslim community generally we we actually overemphasize academia as if it's the only way, as if, as if it's the only way out for our youth? Yeah, we do. Um, do you think that's a mistake? Definitely a mistake. Okay. Definitely a mistake. I I don't even think. I mean, we do we do a bit. We don't emphasize it enough, but. I think it's, it's, we're emphasising it wrong as well. I like, agree. If, if you look at like the Indian community, for example, mm-hmm. you know, ed- education is a be-all and end-all for them. Yeah. And the thing is, as we said, we're preparing for the world that we live in, not not in an ideal world that exists in in our heads. Mm-hmm. So, for the like, general, I, I don't want to you know stereotype or anything, but they, you know, Indian mothers are very pushy and they, they ex- and everything's grade-based, and um, so they they they're always facilitating mm-hmm. their kids doing well yep. at the expense of other skills. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, you can get quite far in life. You won't be happy necessarily mm-hmm. and you won't have, you know, you'll find it pretty tough. But mm-hmm. you can get quite far in life just with good grades. 
You know, I think like like just, just my kind of interpretation of what what you're saying about us kind yeah. of pushing it wrong yeah. rather than pushing it too much or too little is that like sometimes even when we maybe push our children to become doctors or engineers or lawyers, like all the typical kind of yeah. Asian <laughs> Asian professions, mm-hmm. right? Like like even last week, um, I, I don't know if you watched my show last week. I had a brother called Ryan on, and he's a he's a doctor, but like there's lots of other Not things sure. he was always interested in in yeah. his life before. But like because he's Indian and he's smart enough, yeah. he's gonna be a doctor, yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. But but my kind of interpretation of uh, of that is like sometimes it, it seems like we're pushing our kids into these professions more for ourselves than for them Definitely. sometimes mothers kind of and, and obviously like, like as a as a white person in my own country I had a really kind of i've never had to deal with um people back home having expectations of what I can achieve here yeah. and stuff like that. There like is it, element. It, yeah. There is, definitely. Like I'm, detach, detach like, like I'm sure, I'm sure that like a lot of Indian families, Pakistanis, Bangladeshi families, whatever here in the UK, they want their kids to achieve a certain thing in their academic career so they can tell their family back home. Definitely. They can show their family back home. And even, you know, mm-hmm. amongst the community that we're in, mm-hmm. there's always a lot of scrutiny. So, so like within so other, so, within other within people our, who live in the UK, like, yeah, like okay, yeah. our community within, within the UK. So. Got it. You know, so and so's kids a doctor, and so and so kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, everything's everything's under a microscope. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's an additional pressure for parents, but which you know inevitably leads to this sort of situation mm. where that's that's the be all and end all. Yeah, there's no, you know, credit given for developing an open-minded kid mm. who has good communication skills, or you know, yeah, yeah, is, um, you know. That, and it's a there's a broader issue here, like just to move away from the community thing, which is the the only metric in town really is academic grades. Okay. Even if you look at you know um, uh, schools and you know league tables for schools. Yeah, yeah. You know they they do now tend to talk a bit more about you know pastoral care and well-being and stuff like that, but it's all secondary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you're you're we're all going to send our kids to the schools that are getting the best grades. Yeah. Because that is again, that's the only metric in town, and the mm. only metric that you're focusing on, mm. you know, is, is is grades. And then you know, parent parents are just reflective of that fact, also. So like, I think parents need to develop more of an ability to. It, it's hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, and obviously, I'm saying this from a position of real comfort. One of the hardest but, jobs there is. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, but but like parents need to develop an ability to just not care about that and to care more about being emotionally present with their kids actual needs exactly. not not with the objective of them impressing other people yep. but with the objective of them achieving more general well-being and happiness yeah, in definitely. their lives do you know what i mean like for for some but for some you kids need a very very thick skin to, to do that yeah i'm, I'm not saying it's easy yeah, yeah. you know yeah 100 percent. and obviously you know obviously like I, I deliberately make a point of saying like I'm in a position as like a white guy who lives in my own country and stuff. Like I don't have the dynamic of yeah. people, other people who are in the in the UK back from whatever country you're from, who are also trying to compete with you, and also yeah. people back in your home country jealous of you perhaps or exactly. whatever, or envious and stuff. So like, okay, so so let's perhaps talk about in the next gen online academy what the yeah. what the ex, what the kind of categories are that you cover because yeah. obviously. Um, Obviously, I've actually read your books, by the way. Um, I forgot to mention that actually in the intro, but um, but Asha, you know, you're actually an author, um, le- legit yeah. author with um, with four books. Um, yeah, let's talk about what the titles are and what, what you actually cover in those books, and then we'll talk about um, perhaps the stuff that, that that's in the Next Gen Online Academy as well. So, one of the books, my favourite one, by the way, is the one on um, is the one on self awareness. Yeah, self awareness yeah. is my one that's a favourite. But we also have confidence. Yeah, There's also confidence. T- time management and productivity. Yeah, time management the time. And productivity. What's the other one? Uh, communication. That's the one. 
Yeah, so all the, again, essential life skills that I think mm-hmm. massively, massively needed. Yeah. Um, you said the self-awareness is, 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 is your favourite one. Yeah. It's, it's the starting point for, for literally everything that we do. Okay. Because so is that how you start the Next Gen Online Academy? Yes, yeah, exactly. The, so okay. the, the, the Online Academy, 10 modules. Yeah. And the first module is self-awareness. And, Got it. And then and self-awareness and confidence. Mm-hmm. Because the two things are linked. Um, but yeah, the five things that we focus on, you know, bringing the, where, where these books fit in, the, um, the five things that we focus on, um, as I said, um, life skills, we talk about life skills, we talk about um, ac- academic um, achievement. So we have we focus on life skills, which are the transferable skills that they will need inevitably to, 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 to flourish yep. in, in, in the world today. Um, I'll go into more detail about that in a second. But the starting point is mindset. So the first thing we focus on is mindset. The second thing we focus on life skills. Third thing we focus on is study skills. So again, I still believe academic achievements massive, massively, mm-hmm. you know, still massively important. So the study skills that they need, because th- this is the one thing I noticed. My my background is I started off at state school, and then I went from state school very abruptly to private school mm-hmm. in in year nine. Yeah. And then in sixth form I was at a, um, a grammar school, <laughs> so I had the broad range of educational experience really, and. So I saw firsthand where you know state schools were letting down their kids, what private schools were doing better, um, what what their focus was, and you know at grammar schools again what what the positives were and what the you know the the weaknesses were, mm-hmm. and I saw all these firsthand, and I thought you know at the end of the day, it's you know the the, the kids the state school kids that are suffering the most because one of the first things I learned when I went to private school was believe it or not study skills they mm-hmm. had special special groups for study skills and they were telling you how to take notes how to revise how to remember stuff mm. I never, I didn't even know what study skills were no no and I'm talking we're, we're in year 9 now they, they'd never been taught to me mm. and all of a sudden I knew how to take notes and you know how to revise mm. how to learn mm. you know I was never taught how to learn yeah we were just in class they were giving us some information you had to remember it and you know everything moving forward in linear fashion so study skills are massively important because you know, there's that distinction between feeding, you know, feeding someone a fish and teaching them how to fish. Yeah, yeah. Because, and it's one of the issues I have with tutors as well, because they're always, you know, feeding the kids fish. Mm-hmm. Right. But we focus on study skills. So how how can you also, um, you know, utilize these skills in other subjects mm. to make sure you do well across the board? Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're struggling in a certain subject, this is this is what you can do to make the learning process more effective. Yeah. And make it easy for yourself because for most people. The learning, the learning process itself is, it's demoralizing, mm-hmm. and if something's demoralizing over a period of time, mm. you're gonna become very disengaged with it quickly. Mm. Um, so yeah, so study skills we, we do still focus on. Um, the other two things are stress management techniques. Interesting. Um, so how to overcome stress and anxiety, because that is massively, massively. We we didn't even talk about it until now. <laughs> because it's massively, you know. Um, underrepresented in in, yeah. in in the narrative because mm. at the at the end of the day every kid is going to be affected by stress at some point and it's going to impact every aspect of their lives mm-hmm. so academic all of it really all of these things academic like academic achievement for example you know at the end of at the end of the day is going to be affected by you know how effectively a kid manages stress mm. or overcomes uh, anxiety yeah so we need to teach them these techniques because they'll come there will come a time where it gets a bit too much. The, the the educational system is as such that it's all linear. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're learning in a linear fashion. So every time you walk into a lesson, you're learning something new. 
and then the next week they move on to something else and then the next week they keep moving forward they, they've got a limited time to teach a course yeah so by its very nature kids get left behind and those who aren't, aren't, aren't effective at managing stress you know that just that element of being left behind is going to make them massively suffer and you know that will represent itself in or manifest itself in you know decreased academic achievement for a start but also the, the mental well-being of the child yeah so but we don't if you don't teach these skills to the kids they don't know how to manage those situations mm-hmm. and again that is going to impact them for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. like you know massive amounts of uh, mental health issues you know in generation z our generation resulting from us not being able to manage situations mm. stressful situations because we've never been taught how to yeah we've, there's no reference point for them so no, no. you know yeah so is it, it that, that's all of the modules is there are there any more so there's 10 modules but those are the five things so i'll just quickly go over them again because got sidetracked a few times so sure sure we've got the mindset aspect cool the life skills aspect the study skills aspect um then the stress and uh, anxiety management aspect mm-hmm. And then finally, it, uh, the thing was leadership skills. Okay, you know, but one of the one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on the show and to talk to you about it is because yeah. sometimes some of the best projects are times when someone is kind of just scratching their own itch, like something yeah. they they know that they would have wanted that Definitely. when they were at school. Like I I didn't go to private school; I I just went to a state school. And like yourself, like when I was at state school, I I never got taught how to learn or yeah. how to take notes. But I I, I wanted it though. Yeah, like I, so. I I was a child who. Um, a, a, you know, child, teenager, whatever, sort of 14, 15 years old or whatever, who wanted it. And I realised, like, when I got hold of some books, I can't even remember the names of them, but I got hold, hold of some books just about um, just about improving your brain, about yeah, taking good notes same, and yeah. stuff like that. Same, and yeah. those things, like, when I got ho- got some of those things in my hands, I thought, these kids yeah. in my class don't stand a chance yeah, against yeah. me. I, I, I thought that. that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's what I mean, like, about feeling empowered. Mm. Now, the number one mission here is, is, is to empower the kids. Yeah. That feeling right there to capture that mm. and to be able to, you know, give it to, 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 to a whole generation. Mm. Yeah, because it's something like, because usually when, when parents see their kids are struggling in something, usually they're, usually the main kind of thing we have the lexicon to even talk about is saying, oh, let's get them a tutor. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of, that's kind of all they know. But like, I have a but big I, problem with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. But like, that's, but I especially wanted to say like, not only is that quite an um, ineffective strategy it's actually a very expensive one yeah you know because a tutor really like if you want a tutor who really knows what they're doing like you, you should really pay them 30 pound an hour ish yeah. some go much higher than that yeah, yeah you know some go a little bit lower but like and that consistently like weekly yeah is incredibly expensive Massive, whereas like yeah. if you were to invest in a resource once that actually empowered the student with the skills that, like you're saying teaching them to fish rather than giving Definitely. them a fish right and that's that's kind of what i've from from my perspective of it, seems like a big part of what the Next Gen Online Academy does, which yeah. which is really cool. Which is kind of yeah. wanted, why I wanted to bring my audience, you know, yeah, wanted to bring you, the attention. You, know, you said it. about scratching your own itch. That was definitely definitely the case for yeah. me. And I was lucky enough to to make you know, not very many people get to you know make that transition from state school to private school because they don't have the opportunity. How old were you? Um, I was thirteen. Okay, cool. That's so, nice timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just before my GCSEs, mm-hmm. very very nice timing. Yeah. And you know, ever since then, I've been, I've been conscious of the fact that I was offered this opportunity and other people weren't. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a lottery yeah. in the sense that, you know, I didn't do anything to deserve to deserve that deserve that chance. So these things I learned, and then you know, at, at, at my core, I was still hanging around with people at state school. You know, the, I still had the same friends that you know I'd, I'd grown up with, who had you know, did not have the same opportunities at all. Yeah. And you know, again, a lot a lot of a lot of it is, I think, a lot 
a lot of it is that you know these kids are being slighted but they don't know mm-hmm. and, it, and it angers me that that's the case mm-hmm. because you know these kids these people my peers that, that I've grown up with weren't going to do as well because they didn't have the same access to resources they didn't have the same opportunities they didn't have the same quality of teachers they didn't have the same quality of resources that was just by luck yeah um able to able to benefit from yeah so you know as a result of that i've always felt like i needed to, to shed light on this mm-hmm. and give other people the same opportunity to have not necessarily in the same form but yeah. to equip them to you know better better their own lives basically it's, yeah. it's, um but again it, it's being born in certain certain circumstances can end up being a bit of a trap yeah you know um so th- that that's what i'm trying to redress that's cool and it's the, the the fact that you make it um, available online and that you can go yeah. through the go through the course at you know at your own pace exactly. li- literally at any time of day as well because obviously like the nature of the world is just that families and especially kids depending on what school they go to whatever they just have different times available in their yeah. day don't they Definitely. so like how how long does it typically typically take a student to go through the online academy um, it can take you as little or as long as it, as as it as you want it to really. okay okay um, because as I said there's like ten modules there's like eight or nine videos per module yeah. Um, you can again consume it in a linear fashion but you can also um, dip into to, to the modules that you need at any okay. given time so um, so for example if you want to improve your you know critical thinking yeah you just dip into that module and all the resources are there nice um, you know if it's your communication skills that you want to improve you can just dip into that module yeah so you can you could you know essentially finish from start to end mm. the course in, in a few months would you say it's fair but to then s- you can t- you, you can dip into would you say it's fair you need. really to say because usually the reason why I ask that I think is because with me with my Arabic programs and stuff people always ask me how long does it take to finish yeah. but really like I, I don't know if you feel this how the same with... <laughs> well, yeah exactly but, like I, I don't know if you feel this but really that isn't the right question really the, the right question is like it just for, for yourself how will you best leverage all yeah. of the value that's in there there's the other thing that parents don't understand because it is as we said now you can learn stuff online most people most of our generation love consuming content online yep we can consume it at our own pace um and that's again a big factor because one of the i guess one of the very many inadequacies of the schooling system but again inherently is that kids learn at different paces yeah you've got 30 kids in in a classroom mm-hmm. all of them are going to learn in 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 a in different learning styles mm-hmm. but also be at different paces so some people are just a bit slower yeah um but you know it's not that they're not smart they just it just takes them a bit longer and you know so i wanted to give kids the ability to learn at their own pace so you know mm-hmm. so some this is why i mean like how long is a piece of string people can consume this content if you're a fast learner you can consume this content really really quickly yeah but it's also about then um making sure you incorporate it into in, in, into your life for me i, I feel like it's almost it's almost as valuable because it gives you freedom on timing rather than pace. Because like, I'm I'm a student who pretty much my memories of the whole of my primary school were just looking out the window thinking about climbing trees, <laughs> really. But but if I'd been had the option to consume that that information on my own terms yeah. when I wasn't thinking about climbing trees, yeah. like, I probably would have learned a lot more yeah, and got a lot more out of primary school. Do you know what I mean? Like it's but so you know like it's we, we I think we're transitioning a bit between. Because a lot of people want to hire a tutor because it's higher perceived value. Yeah. Like a human being turns up to your house. Yeah. Even if your kids look like they're engaged for an hour, they probably forget most of it yeah, <laughs> until exactly. the next lesson. Like you don't um, really make that much accumulative pro- progress. Exactly. A whole week until the next lesson is also. Yeah. You know, a lot of that, the retention, very low. Yeah. And I think the value added is, is, is very low as well because, 
you know, a tutor will come in and possibly improve the, the kid by a grade. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. And for, for what you're paying, for not much other benefit in any other aspect of the kid's life. Mm. That's why next gen is important because, you know, it will benefit pretty much every aspect of their life. That's, that's the way it's been designed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if they, we've got a module on employability and entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. again, catering for both crowds, um, developing the skills that you need to be a good, good to be a good and, and valuable employee. Yeah. And also, you know, the, the skills you need to flourish entrepreneurially. Mm. If that's the if that's if that's the path you want to take. That's interesting. You know, let, let me take a second. You can take a break for a second because I want to tell my audience a bit about a deal that we've kind of been putting together. Okay. I want to tell my audience a little bit about because I've spent a fair bit of today, or at least this afternoon, of Ash's time that he's been so kind to give me, to just kind of try to twist his arm a little bit and give us at the Samo Somalia channel a little bit of a deal for my audience because in in my audience, you know, our, our kind of age group are around the age where people are starting, uh, people are having kind of teenager, young teenage kids, and I just thought that the Next Gen Online Academy would be an amazing gift that we could give so um so i've managed to persuade asher to give 20 spaces with an enormous discount like we're looking about like 80 percent discount on this program for a year it was have, a lot of arm twisting it was a lot of arm twisting like it, it took me a good few hours to say to get it down to this much but we have 20 spaces about 80 percent discount and not only that because i've read i've read the books and my, my particular favorite was the one on self-awareness i'm also going to buy 20 copies of that book self-awareness and give them away to all of the people who join as well so so not only will everybody get an enormous discount it's a a really valuable resource for their kids but um but also i'm going to buy you one of my favorite books as well which i'll send you in the post as well when you join inshallah so so we have that really enormous giveaway only 20 people um i'm pretty sure those will fill up nice and quickly so please don't dilly dally don't procrastinate inshallah and um, and, and click the link because I'll, I'll, I'll leave the link if you're listening on the podcast we'll put this link in the show notes if you're watching on youtube we'll put it it'll be kind of on the first line in the description but if you can't be bothered to do that if you're driving or whatever and you can't see the show notes then just go to nextgenonlineacademy.com forward slash sam of somalia and we'll, we'll, we'll have that sorted out for you guys as a little gift Definitely. with only 20 spaces so so don't dilly dally make sure you get on that is there anything you wanted to say on that or is that that's that's covered yeah that's pretty much covered it but um i think it's very important that we take advantage of these of these resources now that mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to exist because i mean as as a parent individually you can you can split up like what we've achieved in the next online campaign and those 10 modules mm-hmm. it's it's very very difficult for a parent to become a pro at all the all these you know communication skills uh, critical reasoning yeah all these all these different things and then to be able to impart impart them to their children. Yeah. So there's a resource here that that does it for you. Takes the takes the you know the difficulty out of it, and is is created in a way that's relatable to teenagers. Yep. And in a way that they like consuming. Yep. Um, so I think it's very 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 important that you know we, we take advantage of these resources now that exi- they're starting to exist out there. You know something I something I think is important to mention to the parents out there maybe is like sometimes sometimes when especially here in the UK we're a little we're a little bit more traditional than our friends over the pond in America but like sometimes parents they look at kind of online resources and they think oh I wouldn't watch this so they assume their kids wouldn't but like kind of what we're talking about at the beginning of the show like how how radically different world these kids have grown up in like like we're talking about a generation of kids who have never known pre-Facebook they've never known pre-internet like we were just at the beginning of it like we had yeah we sort of transitioned didn't we like like we we had no internet and then we had terrible internet for for quite a while (laughs) yeah exactly we had terrible internet for quite a while but like we're dealing with a generation of people who have never known anything other than 
information on the internet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that that's pretty that's something important that parents need to not kind of impose their own understandings Definitely. of learning on their kids. That's you know that's that's really important, inshallah. Yeah, so as I said, it's always important to to prepare f- for. For the, for the world that we live in, not in an ideal one that exists in our head. Yeah. Because that's not going to do our kids any favours at all. You know, I think I think that's a really good point. Like, especially coming from a background of teaching Arabic like I do. Like, especially in, like, an Islamic field like that. Sometimes we're very idealistic. Yeah. You know, people, people conjure up images of of how like the earliest generations of Muslims would gather in crowds and sit at the feet of Imam Ahmed yeah. and stuff like but but that whilst that's good do you know yeah. what I mean whilst that's good and that obviously worked in those times right like with it's very idealistic isn't it to think yeah, that we'll definitely. recreate that now and that it will work for the brains of people now no, it's you know it's it's very idealistic yep. so um I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. I, I kind of obviously anticipated you coming on the show. And there was a couple of questions that I put out to my Instagram um, yeah. to, just to see what people were kind of thinking. And, um, and one of them was about people's ability to think critically. You know, I yeah. said, like, are we better or worse now than 50 years ago at critical thinking? Like, what, what would you say, by the way? Would you say I'd we're say, worse now or better? I'd say we're much worse. Okay. Cause, cause... And, and the, worst, the, the worst thing about it is we're very delusional about that as well. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there's this catch, catch-all phrase of being woke. And it is in itself a delusion. Okay. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, people seem to think that. Again, if if you got like going back to a critical um, critical reasoning thing, mm-hmm. I think it, it goes a lot deeper than than being woke. Yeah. Woke for me, you know, it if you don't if you don't have a liberal view of life, a very liberal view of life, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the LGBT society or abortion and all these other things, mm-hmm. you're not woke. Okay, and you know it, it. It seems to have taken the place of critical reasoning. Yeah, but it's an it's an do you get what I mean? It's an ideological viewpoint. Yeah, that people flock to, and then everyone who doesn't have that you know viewpoint is not woke. Yeah, right. But um, again, it, it takes a critical reasoning out of it because a lot a lot of people are just following the crowd. Yeah, you know even even the woke crowd, are, are you know are, are still following. Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're a lot worse at critical reasoning, and this is why. In fact, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons why we're worse. But one of them is, you know, um, this influencer culture. I'll give an example about that. Like critical reasoning, it completely goes out the window. Influencer marketing works because critical reasoning goes out the window. In the sense <laughs> that, you know, this this influence, the, the the logical steps here are: I respect this influencer. This influencer, you know, is promoting a product. I therefore I should buy that product. Yeah. That, that's that's the if you, if you break it down that's the reason that's happening mm-hmm. which is why influencer marketing works yeah but is that is that is that critical no of course that, it's not of you course know what I mean not. like so and that's why it works that's why they're paying these influencers so much yeah yeah because they're banking on us not being able to re- reason mm. critically because you know the argument should be yes I respect this Instagrammer or this YouTuber but just because he promotes a product mm-hmm. that I don't even need yeah you know shouldn't necessarily mm. buy it yeah it. So it was interesting that, like, I think it's about eighty-five percent of the people said that we're worse now Definitely. than we would have been fifty years ago. I, I agree. Which is which makes it seem like it is in line with technology, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but but the thing that you, the thing that you kind of mentioned, which I think is the most interesting, is that we have the opposite perspective on it. Yeah. Like a lot of people these days kind of think that we're so enlightened because yeah. we live in two thousand nineteen, <laughs> that like, but but really, obviously, we 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 display like, especially we'll kind of. 
Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about politics, um, for, we'll ju- just for like the end, <laughs> just, just, topic. Just, just for the end of this show, inshallah. I'd like us to kind of move into talking about politics, just because it's a good conversation. But um, but it's especially very timely as well with the election. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. But 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 also especially with like the past, the turmoil we've been in here in the UK for the past three years or whatever <laughs> with Brexit as well. Oh, like, yeah, I was wondering how long it would take for Brexit <laughs> to come up. We've done pretty but, well to be honest. Yeah, well, like, but but you see with it, like. But just what I've observed from 2016 up until now is you kind of have the Brexiteers yep. and, and all the, and like the, the hard Brexiteers are always saying, you know, all these snowflakes on the left who want to remain, they don't think critically, they don't think for themselves, they just follow, they're just like, they're just sheep. But yeah. they're both saying it about each other. <laughs> like it surely yeah. can't be they're the case right. that, and they're both right. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, thing with the, the thing where they're wrong is that they're saying, well, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. They, they're both saying it about each other and they're both yeah, one, right. That's one of the most dangerous things when you're that convinced of being right mm-hmm. that it leads to these delusions. Yeah. And there's nothing more dangerous than, than, than a man who's delusional. Yeah. I, I, I think. Yeah. Because everyone else can be reasoned with. Mm. But as soon as soon as you're delusioned, you know, you have these delusions. It's very difficult. And that, that, that plays out. Yeah. You know, the Brexit debate. You're never going to win either side over. No. You know, you're not going to win the Remainers over. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Because, yeah. But the thing that I find most, almost offensive to the idea of like being a critical thinker in that is that the idea of what Brexit is has changed a lot yeah. even since 2016 and exactly. the idea of what Remain is has changed so much yeah. it's not re- even really about the policies for a lot of people anymore it's about who's saying them yeah. like people who are, who are hard Brexiteers like in the beginning it was like we'll vote to leave and we'll vote for a party that wants us, out, wants us just to get out of the EU whether it's a deal or no deal or whatever they just mm-hmm. were aligned to the idea of it and then that's kind of that. there's even been times in this debate where where Remainers have even supported leaving with a deal because that's the Remain that's what's branded as the Remain view. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. It's it's really bizarre how us because I even buy into it in a way where like I would almost support a side or not support a side because I don't want the views of a side to be yeah. validated. Yeah. You know, to, to be entirely honest, bro. Like I don't want to be on the same side as Nigel Farage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like. Honestly, man, like even like in my family, if I can be entirely transparent, like like my my, my mum and her friends and stuff in Cornwall, like Cornwall is kind of like they're some of the heartlands of Brexiteers down there, down in Cornwall, and like some of the things they've been emboldened to say now that they yeah. never would have said before. Definitely, it's like, that climate. So it's almost it's almost like I'd support the other side, but but completely ignorant of the policies. Mm-hmm. Like I'd almost support the other side just to not validate that yeah. that perspective. That's yeah, that's it's, really it's, bizarre. It's really isn't bizarre it? actually because. You know, you've got we're talking about, like we were talking about earlier about historically Labour towns mm-hmm. who you know are so so you know passionate about Brexit for some reason. You know they're they're happy to vote for policies that Boris Johnson is going to bring in that are going to negatively impact them. Yep. Just for Brexit to happen. Yeah, yeah. Which is also economically going to affect them. <laughs> yeah. So you know it, it 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 really does not does not make sense. Just to give some perspective on this for the audience, by the way, I probably should have led with this, but the reason why I wanted to talk to you is because obviously you've got a degree in politics that, do, that was do, a big do. part of it and then also from a political family is it true yeah. or is it not that you've met Boris Johnson a number of times <laughs> I have yeah and, uh, and also as, as Theresa May or has she not been to your house a few times yes she has she may or she, she may or may not have uh, she may or I may, may, may not have served uh, her tea okay, a may, few times at my house. So you, you, may, you may or may not have had conversations to some degree with individuals who are prevalent in, uh, in okay, British yeah, politics. So I'll be honest, yeah, the last election, yeah. 
um, our house was used as headquarters for, for the Conservative Party here in Maidenhead, mm-hmm. which is her, her constituency. Yeah, yeah. So and that, that's, that's an important point, actually, that, that Theresa May's constituency is Maidenhead, and yeah, that's yeah. where you happen to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't seek her out or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. she sought me out, so <laughs> she wanted a cup of tea. Yeah. But yeah, so I have had conversations with these people. Um, that that's kind of um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I don't really want to go into sort of. Um, yeah. I don't want you. I don't because because in this. I don't want show, it to get too political. Yeah, well, in this show, I I really didn't want us to kind of uh, kind of align politically. Like, I I don't. I don't yeah. encourage anyone to vote for anyone. I to be honest, I'm conflicted on whether the Muslim should even vote. I'm conflicted on that personally, but like I want to talk about it because it, either way, it affects us Muslims here in the UK. Definitely. Like either way, the sen- yeah. the sentiments of things that are voted for and not voted for, they affect us in some way or another here yep. in the UK. We're don't not they? living in a vacuum. No, absolutely not. Um, okay, so is there anything else you wanted to mention? We, we can wrap it up, inshallah, because we've nearly been we've nearly been talking for like an hour. Have we? Doesn't time fly? I know, subhanallah. Is there anything else you wanted to say? I'm um, not particularly really. Okay, well, well, I'd like to have you as a guest because I kind of threw this episode on on you. Yeah, quite, quite. it was all a bit. Funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. again, it wasn't really because we were talking about it for years. Yeah, I know, true. <laughs> just, you know, just be, but you know, yeah. when it did happen, it happened very, very quickly. Yeah, you but turned like, up this morning, didn't you? Yeah, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll have you on another time, inshallah. You know, hopefully we'll kind of expand on some of the stuff we've talked about with the Next Gen Online Academy, inshallah. And yeah, um, yeah, that's it. We'll wrap it up and we'll go home. I'll let you go Perfect. home, inshallah. All right. Good night, everybody. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening.